When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Sports Day for Kia. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. And Toolmart, your complete tool centre. Proudly WA-owned and operated for over 40 years. Yeah, it's a very good afternoon, everyone. An early sports day with Peter Vlahos today and tomorrow because we've got the two big T20 World Cup semi-finals. And in a matter of a few seconds, we'll speak to a man that's right across it, part of the Fox Cricket coverage in uh, our friend, formerly of Midland Guildford, a uh, great West Australian and Australian uh, cricketer, and now a great host of Fox Cricket in Brendan Julian. He'll join us in a sec. Uh, for those people that want to catch the run home with Paul Hazelby and Damian Martin, Hayes and Martin will be live actually straight after my program at 2 o'clock this afternoon. And tomorrow they'll be broadcasting from the Wembley Hotel at 2 o'clock. So head down there to the Wembley on Thursday for the run home with Hayes and Mardo. Let's look at the first of two big semifinals. They are significant when you look at the four nations that are taking part. It's quite ironic that Australia is not one of them. Gets underway at 4 o'clock Perth time this afternoon. Match 43 of the 45-game T20 tournament. And it's New Zealand taking on Pakistan. Where many expected not to be there. But what the Netherlands did to South Africa changed the dynamics. And now the Pakistanis are in the final four. Brendan Julian, thanks for joining us. G'day, Pete. How are you, mate? Very well. I appreciate your time. Gee, it was drama-filled. And we must also congratulate Ryan Campbell. Uh, His final game in charge of the Netherlands. And look what he did. He turned the T20 World Cup on its head. Yeah, wasn't it great? Yeah, I'm so happy for Cambo. I know he's gone through that uh, that terrible time and he's in hospital um, only about six or seven months ago uh, over in London. But great to see him back and sort of playing a little bit of a role as well. I saw Dan Christian yesterday. I know he's been involved with them uh, as well. But it's a funny thing, isn't it, this uh, T20 World Cup? A lot of people have asked me, um, you know, it's always the main nations that are, that are the big teams that stand out. But so many of the smaller nations, you only need two or three performances in the T20 game, put a little bit of pressure on, and all of a sudden they can turn around. So, look, one good thing about this, even though the Aussies aren't in the final, I think it's taken it to the world stage, and a lot of people now can go, okay, this is the real world game. We've seen crowds go to games when Australia hasn't played, and that's been fantastic. So, all in all, you know, it's a great opportunity for smaller nations to get out there and uh, promote the game of cricket. I agree. I reckon in some ways it's, it's a blessing in disguise that maybe Australia's not there because it's afforded the luxury of Pakistan to go and there'll be a huge amount of fans tonight. Don't worry about that at the SCG against New Zealand. And as we know, tomorrow night, India against England should be an absolute beauty. But we'll get back to that second semi-final in a moment. Can I just get your impression? Because Michael Clark's come out... Others have come out 
giving their spin on Australia. Australia won three games in the end, so they did very well, but it was the net run rate that cost them uh, when it came to the final equation and that belting they got against New Zealand. But what I was really disappointed with, BJ, only 18,000 went to the Adelaide Oval to see Australia take off Afghanistan. Do you reckon the Australians overall with the general public maybe could be a little on the nose? Yeah, look, I, look, I, I don't know if it's on the nose, but I reckon there's a disconnect. I, I think um, a lot of people in the public sort of ask me and and sort of say that that they don't really know the players or they don't sort of can um, connect with them and those type of things. And I think that's true. I, I think coming out of South Africa, when I mean, JL was um, you know the coach, I think they started to rebuild that that reputation. Uh, but I think you know it's certainly in the last year. It hasn't been good, the PR side of it, the, the way they got rid of Justin Lang. And I don't think it's just the players. I, I think Cricket Australia have been poor. And I think they've been poor in promoting this game as well. I mean, we've seen Australia all of a sudden, prior to this World Cup, they played three games in India, and then they went to Queensland to play some warm-up games, then they went to Perth to play a warm-up game, then it went um, to Canberra, and that's before the game had even started. And I think even when I, I did the warm-up games against the West Indies in uh, where was it? Gold Coast and Brisbane, mate. They had three thousand people at the Gold Coast. They had about eight thousand people, I think, at uh, in Brisbane, which was so small. You know, so small for for two good teams that were playing full strength teams. But it's a difficult one, uh, Pete, because a lot of people go, "Well, hang on, I'm going to pay full tote money, and I'm not even going to see sometimes the best players in the world playing for Australia." Often, some of them are getting rested, but. Yeah, obviously that that game in Adelaide was disappointing, 18,000 people. Um, You'd expect a lot more in Adelaide. But look, I I think the real test will be the summer. I mean, I'm I'm not really expecting a massive sellout crowd at the Wacker for the first test against the West Indies over there in Perth or or, or Adelaide as well. So I think people are going, you know what? Um, You know, I'd rather spend my money somewhere else. I'd rather watch it on TV. Maybe I'll save it up for the South Africa series. There's so much cricket on. You can only expect people to pay so much money for the whole summer, mate. You know, it's a bit like a, you know, when, when West Coast play or Fremantle play in Perth, then, you know, members go, okay, well, I know what I'm paying. I know what I'm going to get. The game's going to be on. It's not going to get washed out. It's not going to be bad light. There seems to be so many reasons for cricket not to play sometimes. And I think people get really frustrated by it. And I think, you know what? They just go, you know, it's losing me. And I can't connect with the players. Players are talking about fatigue. They're talking about um, too many games. They're talking about scheduling. They're talking about um, the carbon footprint. They're talking about well, climate change. So I think people <laughs> just have a gutful. Yeah. You know, I, I really do. I reckon they have a gutful and go, you know what? Mate, I'll save it for something else. I'll spend my money somewhere else or I'll go down and watch club cricket. Um, you know, those. I love the crowds when I saw you talk about Midland Guildford. I watched the the WBBL on TV and, you know, I, I saw the games at Midland Guildford down there at Lilac Hill. I mean, maybe... You know, those type of games, getting it back to the country areas are what's needed. But there's definitely a disconnect. Yeah, it would have brought back some memories for you, BJ, watching uh, Lilac Hill on the banks of the Swan River. I tell you what, there's no place like it. Uh, saying that, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you've said regarding where the Australian cricket uh, team sits at this point in time. Speaking about Australians, former Australian opening bat, uh, him and Justin Langer formed a formidable partnership at the top of the Australian batting order. We're talking about Matthew Hayden. Now, I'm just wondering how mm. pivotal... I know we got some audio of him addressing the Pakistan players and the opportunity that's presented themselves later today to take on New Zealand in a semi-final when they didn't expect it. Uh, what role do you reckon Haydos will have in relation to maybe this game later today? 
Well, I think, I think what Hados has done... Um, I mean, Pakistan are a very good side, mate. I mean, that, they should have beaten India in the opening game. I think, I think for sometimes for Pakistan, they just lack that bit of experience and they, and they lack that, you know, those, that big game pressure. But I think they're starting to get better at that. And I think Matthew Hayden... I don't think he'll be too technical with them. I think he'll just um, give them a sense of calmness. I think he, he brings a, a certain amount of um, um, order uh, to their discipline. That, you know, and he'll he he talk in a very basic way. Not, not all the Pakistan players are great English, so he's not going to sit there and bamboozle them with tactics and things like that. I think they respect him as a player. I think he, he, he does a lot of work in Pakistan in the last World Cup. He goes to Pakistan and does uh, um, T20 cricket over there. So... I think he, you know, I think a lot of them will look up to him as a as an outstanding cricketer, and I think he will bring that sort of confidence and try and bring those younger players through and get them to play more freely. I think that's what he'll bring to it. Mm. Let's have a look at the New Zealanders. Uh, very good all-round team, and they keep knocking on the door when it comes to big finals in cricket in any form of cricket. They are there. How do you think they'll go against Pakistan later today? Well, look, I, I think New Zealand are a very good side, as you said. They're very disciplined. They do all the small things well. Um, they, you know, they, they hold their catches. They do their run, out, run outs. You know, they're very good like that. I mean, they will have to be aggressive at the top of the order. They can't afford to not be aggressive. They play really well at the Sydney cricket ground. Finn Allen and Conway at the top of the order. If he gets them off to a great start, that'll put pressure on Pakistan. Williamson coming in at three has got him, is coming to some pretty good form as well. They're solid in the middle order with Mitchell and Neesham. You know, they're, they're guys that can they can go hard. And then the bowling of Saudi and Trent Bolt has been outstanding. So they've got a lot of experience and they've got a lot of disciplined players that can stick to the game plan. But for me personally, I think Pakistan have more X-factor players. I think I think they're the type of team, mate, that can all of a sudden win the toss, bat first, and all of a sudden, anything can happen. Rizwan and Barber at the top of the order. I don't reckon I've seen the best of them. They've been ordinary in the power play, but... Mohammed Harris and Masood and uh, Ahmed, you know, that's your three, four and five, mate. They're explosive players. They're players that can come out and get it done. And then you've got the, the great bowling lineup of uh, Pakistan as well. You know, Shaheen Shah, free to the left arm, Harris, Rolf. You know, they've got quick bowlers that can knock over a team. So I think, to me, in my mind, um, they're the type of team that, that have got the X factor. But if they're under pressure, they drop catches, they don't run between the wickets well then they could lose the game quite easily. No doubt about it. But they have the ability, mate, to, to pull something out of the bag. And, I, and, you know, player for player, I'd go for Pakistan. But, mm. you know, you make a mistake and New Zealand will be all over you. I mean, the team um, batting first won five hours out of the six games at the SCG. So whoever gets their noses in front early on in the game will probably go on and win the game. But for my mind, I just think Pakistan have more X-factor players. And finally, before I let you go, BJ, because you've got a very busy couple of days coming up, but tomorrow it's India against England. Some are saying the winner of that match could possibly be the winner of the tournament. Yeah. Do you see it that way? Yeah, yeah, look, I don't know about that. I mean, you know, big games are different. You just need one or two players to do well, and all of a sudden um, that can turn a game really quickly. Look, India will go on its favourites. There's no doubt about that. It's Kohli's favourite ground outside of India, mate. He's scored 500 today and different formats. He loves coming in at three. He will be the key for India, but the batting is really solid, isn't it? I mean, uh, uh, you know, Pandey, I think, uh, is outstanding, you know, in the middle order. But my favourite player could be Yadav. Um, mm. he, he is really good. He'll come in at three or four for India. He hasn't had a great tournament yet, but I reckon he could really sort of shoot the lights out. And Kaoru, 
I mean, he's due for something special as well. But England have great bowling. I mean, Mark Wood, Sam Curran are, are really good as well. Um, so it, it's going to be it's going to be the team that sort of, as I say, a bit like the, the one against New Zealand. Whoever gets a nose is in front. But India's batting is solid, mate. They're, they're, they're very, very good. Their bowling is is good. Um, Kumar up against probably the top order of Josh Butler will be a really, really big test. The Butler and Moen Ali get away to a good start, and Alex Hales can can turn it on. All of a sudden, there. You'll 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 turn it around and you'll see that um, England can get it done. But I would I would back India to be the favourite. I'm backing India Pakistan final. Wow, that'll be huge! I tell you what, there'll be uh, a full house. They'll be hanging from the rafters. Don't worry about that if that's the final. BJ, <laughs> thanks for joining it. Doing a great job at Fox Cricket, mate. Look forward to your coverage uh, later this afternoon, Perth time. Thanks for your time here on the program. Pleasure, mate. Good on you. Uh, Brendan Julian joining us. Norman Cowell has been on the uh, temperate bedshed text line. Pete, I think the last slap in the face to the Aussie cricket fans was not allowing a crowd into the Australia versus India practice match that was here at Optus Stadium. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side of the break, we're talking Socceroos, and we'll get uh, to Know You segment is coming up as well. We're going to talk uh, around the round ball game about an individual who's been so instrumental in the development of uh, the game, the world game here in Western Australia. That's coming up next here on Sports Day. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.